Hi, I'm Jeremy Kirk, Executive Editor with Information Security Media Group. Devices considered part of the Internet of Things are going to proliferate. Gartner expects Enterprise Plus Automotive IoT deployment to reach 5.8 billion endpoints by the end of next year, but security remains a high concern. I'm speaking today with Campbell Murray, who is head of BlackBerry's Global Cybersecurity Delivery. Thank you for joining us, Campbell. Good morning, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. So as IoT devices become more pervasive, where do you expect we will see trouble points in the next couple of years? Uh, everywhere, unfortunately. The best guess that we can get for statistics at the moment is that there are around 4.7 to 5.2 IoT devices per person on the planet. Hugely increasing our threat surface. We're, we're going to quadruple the size of the internet in the next few years. And it's just that threat surface itself is going to be a pinch point. Absolutely. And do you think enterprises are aware of this now? And are they getting better at deploying and maintaining and configuring devices such as cameras and routers? Unfortunately not. It's the, uh, the ongoing battle between security, usability and delivery. If you need to get something out to market and uh, it's commerce, right? So things like cameras, home sensors, uh, they're generally designed two to three years before they actually hit the market. So at their conception and their design point, those people with whatever will that they've got to make this thing secure and make them privacy sensitive, they're being designed without visibility for future threat. So by the time they actually end up in your home or your office or your car or wherever they are in a lamppost, which is monitoring the temperature um, while you're walking down the street, you know, these things are generally that sometimes up to five years out of date. Uh, and the problem with IoT uh, is that there's no easy way of patching or updating them. And there's enough problems just patching and updating corporate networks uh, with rolling out the latest hot fixes and the latest patches. On average, most corporates are kind of three months behind the patch cycle. And then when you look at IoT, where you've got something that might be embedded firmware, that could require a physical visit to go and actually update and secure that device. Uh, in line of you know the, the threats that we know about today. And that's just an insurmountable problem. And so another problem that I've heard cited with IoT devices is that because they're lower power devices, they don't have as much computational power. That means that they can't support as intensive security processes. What are some of the ideas around working around those limitations? So if we think of them as being dumb devices, really they're not from an attacker's point of view and from a uh, I can leverage this as a criminal hacker. It's still a very, very powerful piece of equipment. However, our models in modern day computing aren't really geared up to designing, but the hardware is cheap and we can stamp firmware on it and just go, there you go, that does A, B, C, or even in most cases of most IT devices, A. Uh, we haven't engineered or thought about what happens next. Where do we go with uh, incident response around these devices? Can we forensically examine them? Whilst they've got the capability to do it, we've not thought or developed those processes into the engineering part of putting the stuff out there. And that's partly cost-based. So going from a, a full, are we going to treat these $20 chipsets that we're putting in, you know, in the door that counts the number of people coming in and out of the venue? Are we going to put all that effort into a full software development lifecycle and having a, an end-of-life process for it, uh, you know, forensic plan, disaster recovery plan around these things, or are we just going to sell that $20? And so BlackBerry is really focused on the automotive market now. 
Four years ago, the remote hack of a Jeep Cherokee sent shutters through the automobile industry. What do you see are the risks four years on, and is security in automobiles getting better? You know, the, the threat surface and the risk surface is exponentially increasing around, automotive, uh, around the automotive space. So what we are very, very positive about is that the automotive industry is seen as being safety critical. So that, that's a very key thing. I'll give you a comparison. Next time you get on an aeroplane, be it an A350, a 737, an A380, you can be assured that the code running every system in that aeroplane has been examined, has been really, really thoroughly looked at. And to give you, a, give you some comparison, an A380 runs about 4 million lines of code which sounds like an astronomical amount, and it is. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, there's lots of sensors, there's backups to the backups, there's obviously you know, customer and passenger comfort systems, you've got the in-plane entertainment system, all of these things wrap up, and there's four million lines of code, roughly. You take an average car off the production line, and I'm talking mid-size, four-door hatchback, pretty average family car, 100 million lines of code. Uh, there are so many legacy systems, there are so many bits of canvas technology, sensors, hundreds of ECUs that are just kind of placed in there because they work and they come from the supply chain. In terms of where we're going with automotive, we are now looking at safety critical standards around there. So we're going to see, I mean, this is what I'm interested in, this is the, the metric that I'm going to be watching, is what, how many million lines of code are there in a car in 10 years' time or in five years' time? Because if it's still 100 million, and there are studies placed on this, a guy called Ross Anderson, who's a, a British academic, who ran a, a number of studies around vulnerabilities in lines of code, and call it vulnerability to LOC. And that's currently roughly 0.015 bugs per line of code. Now, you extrapolate that out to 100 million lines of code, you're talking about 150 million bugs, right? It's absolutely astonishing. Uh, the number of vulnerabilities that could exist in that. Reducing that threat surface, making that a, a legislated and monitored safety critical system. There are people in there who may not necessarily have full control of the vehicle as we go autonomous. Uh, even already you've got self-parking systems, you've got lane control systems, uh, you've got um, adaptive cruise control. The, you know, the vehicle itself is doing quite a lot of work to the driver. Uh, it's not fully autonomous, but it is already there. And uh, we've got to see that code base reduce. And that's what I'll be looking at over the next few years, is that average number of lines of code in new cars coming out. And as we see that shrink, I know that the work's being done around safety critical systems that are actually paying attention. They're removing anything that's uh, vulnerable, reducing the threat surface and the attack surface. And what would you say are the top three things that enterprises should keep in mind when they deploy IoT? A traditional security. Um, we've had fantastic security principles around for a long time. I often talk about historical uh, encryption. Uh, you know, the first dual factor authentication that we actually know about that's historically verified was back in the times of uh, Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. You know, that's dual factor authentication over 2,000 years ago. You've got to ask ourselves the question, why don't we just everybody use it every day? It's been around for so long. Because that's just when it was historically looked at uh, and when it's historically verified that we know that in that era, dual factor authentication was being used. It'll be a, a pretty basic kind of physical thing. Where we're looking at going with IoT devices is uh, we, we need to continue with our known security mechanisms that have worked well for us for decades and hundreds of years. We know the principle of least privilege. We know about, 
principles such as DDPRR, deter, detect, protect, react, recover. These are really, really old concepts, and they were developed around protecting uh, documentation, military secrets, and they, they're ubiquitous in the information security industry. But because we've got a, a much wider reach, the technology moves much, much faster, it's tempting to kind of say to ourselves, that doesn't really apply anymore. We, that's outdated thinking. But honestly, it's not. So anybody deploying IoT, they really need to look at the engineering around it. They need to think about the full life cycle of the IoT. What happens in 10 years when it's no longer supported? It can't be updated. The, the protocols are redundant. Uh, think about what happens after. And this is where we're, we're talking about the, uh, the zero trust concept at the moment. So that, that's our the drive for this year. Last year, we were talking about resilience, which is a, a great concept because that works on the basis of Assume you're already compromised. Assume the attackers are already in your network and bad things are happening. Are we set up to deal with that now? Not how do we react, but are we ready to roll now, today? And if we extend that into the zero trust concept, is that thing I'm putting in the network, I just don't trust it. I just don't trust it. The principle of least privilege, firewall it off, give it the least level of access that you can give that device and just don't trust it. And if we take these old concepts, and we actually apply them rigorously to new and emerging technology, our security posture as a whole of the planet will be, uh, will be much better. That's great advice. Thank you very much for joining us, Campbell. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome, Jeremy. Been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I've been speaking with Campbell Murray, head of BlackBerry's Global Cybersecurity Delivery. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk.